Welcome to Coaching for Creatives with Kirsten. My name is Kirsten Call. I'm a therapist-trained life coach and a children's book author. Together, we'll get the drama out of our lives and onto the page. Let's get started. You are listening to episode 33, Embracing Your Quirks. Last weekend, I went to New York City to celebrate my 25th anniversary. That city is teeming with people of all kinds. I witnessed all types of behaviors on the street, including loud altercations about Jesus' love, drug use, and naked cowboy dancing. I saw a woman wearing underwear on top of her jeans. I saw others who painted their bodies in red, white, and blue. I noticed families with parents, gay and straight, and children who looked like them and didn't look like them. People of all shapes and sizes, tall, short, wide, thin, sculpted, soft, round, angular, all unique, all different, all beautiful. I couldn't help but feel love for all of these people. The homeless woman who covered her face in lipstick and yelled at the crowd for money. What was her background? What led her to this place at this time? How does it feel to be so thoroughly ignored and yet given so much attention at the same time? I loved how unapologetically different she was. How unapologetically different so many of the people in New York City are. I saw so many people embracing their quirks, allowing and celebrating their differences. As a mother, I want my children to embrace their uniqueness My oldest daughter, Naomi, has always been so sure of herself in this way. In fifth grade, she used to wind colorful pipe cleaners around a pencil and then weave them into her hair. The first time she did it, I remember worrying she might be teased. I certainly never did anything so bold at the tender age of 10. But she went to school with confidence, and her confidence spread like wildfire, and for several years after she left the school, you could find elementary-aged girls wearing curly pipe cleaners in their hair. Instead of getting teased, she started a trend. Others started emulating her. So, embracing our weirdness isn't easy, yet confidence in ourselves breeds confidence from others. What about the things we don't see, the uniqueness of our thoughts and feelings and our perspective? We might look around and think to ourselves, I'm weird, I don't fit in, I think differently. People don't understand me. So, have you watched or heard of the Disney show Zombies? It's a show about a bunch of teenage humans who interact with a bunch of teenage zombies, and they have to figure out how to overcome discrimination and work together. Zombies is a family favorite because we love the music and we love to poke fun at the main character who is a blonde cheerleader who feels like she's too blonde. (laughs) Her mom is the mayor and her dad is the chief of police. And although she is the stereotype for ultimate popularity, she doesn't feel like she fits in. There's a moment when her zombie boyfriend laments how hard it is to be a zombie in a human world, and she says, I know how that feels. Now, this sentence is so ludicrous, it's funny. But maybe that's the point. No matter your race or gender or gender identity, you feel completely alone or unique because you are. You are unique. No one else has your beautiful brain or your distinctive thoughts. There is no one else who reacts exactly like you do or feels exactly how you feel. You are the only person who can be you. And it's your job to be the youest you you can be. So it's my job to be the kirstiest Kirsty I can be. It's your job to be you. I remember a couple of years ago, my oldest son described an acquaintance this way. She's like you, mom. 
And I asked, well, what do you mean when you say she's like me? Oh, you know, high energy, quirky. (laughs) That was the first time it occurred to me my children might think I was quirky. You think I'd have figured it out. Here I am wearing literary gloves that delight me. (laughs) So how do we love our oddities? How do we not only accept our differences, but embrace them? How do we acknowledge our quirks in a confident way? A way that helps other people feel comfortable with who they are. Number one, lean into your differences. Have you ever felt like you needed to hide who you are? I go to a church where making food for other people is super important. We make food for people when they have babies, when they're sick or have surgery or when a loved one passes away. It's a lovely and loving thing. Except I really hate cooking and I'm not good at it. I used to try and hide this about myself. But finally, I decided to embrace this about myself. I can help others without cooking for them. Costco has perfectly good food I can serve. (laughs) I have children who love to cook and do it well. If someone comes to my house to eat and I bought the food, I'm not afraid to admit it anymore. And this is so freeing. And guess what happens when you stop hiding and admit something you're embarrassed about? Other people stop hiding and admit their shortcomings. Maybe they don't like to cook either, and they've been hiding it. (laughs) I interviewed Malcolm Mitchell for the Picture Book Look podcast a while ago. He's an incredible retired Super Bowl football player and literacy advocate who runs a charity called Share the Magic Foundation. He learned to read well after becoming a professional football player, and his admission to only being able to read on a junior high level helped other players be willing to admit their shortcomings leading to a bunch of really athletic guys improving their literacy. Leaning into his difference made a difference for everyone around him. For me, leaning into my difference has been good also. I don't feel guilty when I pass up an opportunity to make dinner for someone. I know I can help them in other ways. Perhaps I will visit or give them a call or just listen. Number two, show love for yourself. I've always told my kids being weird is good, and I believe it. I've always especially enjoyed being around people who expand my horizons because they think differently from me. So when you realize you are approaching things differently than other people, or you do things differently, instead of shame or blame or embarrassment, perhaps think some of these thoughts. I'm expanding other people's horizons. I'm unique. I am creative. No one else can create like I create. I think outside the box. I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. Being different or weird is good. There's no one like me, and I like who I am. Number three, notice and appreciate other people's quirks. Sometimes as human beings, we are drawn to people who are like us. We find our people. For me, I find lots of commonalities with other authors or therapists. It's supremely fulfilling to connect with people who are like us. But connecting with people who are different is sometimes even more beautiful. The first step is noticing Wow, that person thinks or acts differently from me. And then asking ourselves, how do I feel about it? Am I judging positively or negatively? Am I comparing myself as lesser or more? Once we notice the differences and how we feel about them, then we can intentionally choose to appreciate the weird. Yes, you are different from me. And I love it. When we are willing and able to embrace others' quirks, it's infinitely easier to embrace our own quirks. So, if you feel out of place or strange or different, don't despair. (laughs) 
This is normal. It's a normal experience for every human being. We all feel weird. We all feel alone. We all feel like our quirks might be a little too much for ourselves or others. So be bold. Be dauntless. Be the youest you you can be. And I'll be over here, here seeing it up. Until next time, keep smiling. If you like what you've heard, check out my Get Yourself Unstuck program. Go to kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and schedule a free consultation today. Coaching for Creatives is produced by Kirsten Call. Music and audio engineering by James Call.